Welcome to the Manifestor's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Candy Nairobi Santana, law graduate turned actress, author, and producer. I believe life is all about creating from a place of wisdom, love, and courage. Each episode, we will bring you inspiring stories and messages to help you create your dream life today. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 10. This week's guest is Tony Carey. She turned her passion for health and fitness to lead a co-creation of Black Girls Run, a grassroots organization that encourages and inspires African-American women to live a healthy lifestyle. While currently serving at the helm of Black Girls Run, she is a freelance writer for Zell, a runner's world publication, and provides public relations and marketing consulting to grassroots organizations. She has been named one of the 30 Black bloggers you should know by The Root, Essence Magazines, Under 3535, Young, Black, and Amazing Women, and recently received Toyota's Standing Ovation Award presented at Oprah's 2014 The Like You Want Weekend in Atlanta. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. I learned so much from Tony, and I am so happy to share it on episode number 10. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and enjoy. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am wonderful. How's the weather over there in D.C.? Oh, my God. It feels amazing. I think it's like 70s, sun shining. Um, it was really hard to go to work today, for sure. <laughs> nice. It's beautiful here in L.A. There's nothing like nice weather. Well, thank you for coming on. I've already given everyone a bit of information about you in the bio, mm-hmm. but I would love to ask you. So tell us a little bit about where you're from and your journey from college to Black Girls Run. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to keep it brief, but mm-hmm. I was um, born and raised outside of Nashville, Tennessee, I'm currently living in Washington, D.C. So I've traveled all over, um, but I'm a Southern girl at heart. I miss the South dearly. <laughs> I attended um, college at Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and that's where I met my um business partner, Ashley Hicks. Um, And we, you know, it's funny because we didn't necessarily hit it off the first time that we met. Really? We didn't at all. Um, But How did you meet? So we were actually pledging the same sorority. Okay. And so um, she ended up becoming the president of the sorority and I was the treasurer. So naturally we had to work together a lot and it became clear pretty quickly that we actually were a great team together. So through that, we um, have, I think we always knew we would do something apart from, you know, like after college. Right. And so um, Ashley graduates. uh, She's one year ahead of me. She has found this thing called running. I'm like, Ashley, I don't get it. It's Mm -hmm. such a white sport. I don't understand so you would you would say it's such a white sport. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> yeah, and so um, she kept just sharing her journey with me, and she was you know losing weight um, and really to me transforming both on the inside and out. So you know, fast forward um, a year, I'm now out of college, have gained the freshman twenty. 
um, broke up with my um, boyfriend, moved to New Jersey for a new job. And I, I really wanted that moment to be a shift in my story. And so I became a vegetarian and started running. Nice. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I have two years in. Nice. Yeah. You know, um, it really was a way for me to uh, kind of get back to focusing on myself. And, right. you know, at that young of an age, you really don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. So it was you think you do. That's, you do. That's what's interesting. You're, you're like, I know everything I want. I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. And it's not the case. <laughs> it is not the case. Um, and I'm, I'm still learning. I'm 34 right. at this point, and I'm still learning things about myself. So, but the more that I started running, at this point, Ashley and I are both running, it became very obvious to us that there was this lack of diversity mm-hmm. in the running community. Mm-hmm. And every time we would go to a race or every time we would go to a running group, we very uh, much felt like we were alone. Um, and not only that, that we weren't welcome. Right. So before we get to that part of the journey, did you start running every day? Did you set a goal like, you know, I'm going to focus on myself, so I'm going to exercise X amount of times a week. How did the running journey for you particularly start? Yeah. So with me, um, I like to learn about things and feel like that I master them before I actually try it. So I think I bought you know, like this book, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it was, I think it's the non-runner's guide to running. And so I I read that from cover to cover, and I was like, okay, I got it. I feel like I know all the ins and outs mm-hmm. of running now. Now I can try it. Mm-hmm. And in that book, they had um a 10K training program nice. in there. So I I used that as my my template really to to jumpstart my running journey. So, you know, with that plan, I was running, I think anywhere from like three, four times a week. Nice. Um, I, I am not a runner. I admire people who can do this. <laughs> I'm definitely not a runner. It's, it's certainly different. And I don't think, um, it's not for everyone. And I will say that I have also to, people think that, you know, especially look at my journey and say, oh my God, she must run every day or she right, must really, really love running. Right. That's why I asked because you see people and you're like, oh my goodness, they must, they must love this. You just visualize runners going on their run every single day and they're just so happy to be doing it. Yeah. And you know, there are runners like that, but it's, that's not me. <laughs> every time I put uh, my feet on the pavement, it's like, it's a little bit of a struggle. Um, so it, it's definitely nothing that's ever come easy to me. I was not uh, athletic in in my younger years. So I, I still am trying to learn um, what best ways that my body likes to move. Nice. So, so that's, that's wonderful to hear for anyone who's out there trying, looking to try something new. They might think, well, I can't run. I'm not an athlete. I've never done that. And here you are. You're just like, let me pick up a book and try to make a plan out of this and do this for myself. Yeah. So that's very inspiring. So once you started to do this, at what point did you and Ashley you know, think maybe we should do our own thing? Yeah. So it was after, um, I think, buying my first pair of running shoes. And I'm, I'm super excited. I, you know. It's the first time I've dropped more than like $50 on a pair of running shoes. Um, so I remember calling my mom because um, she's like my best friend and was like, hey, you know, I just bought these 
running shoes. I think I want to run um, a 5K. You know, maybe someday I'll run a half marathon. And yeah. her response to me was, Tony, you and Ashley are always up to something. Like, white girls don't run. You know, it's for white girls. Your uterus is going to fall out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. So I kind of just, I know my mom well enough that I just, like, started laughing. Right. Like, was, like, where'd she get that from? Yeah, where did she get this from? Um, right. She was dead serious. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And to make matters worse she, worse, she is a hairstylist. And I think she was, like, in the salon. And so she's having this, yeah, she's having this conversation with me, with everybody in the salon listening. I think she put like my cousin on the phone. He was like, yeah, yours is going to fall out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I, What's so interesting, I'm Dominican and, you know, in our culture, sometimes our parents just, they'll be like, don't do that because you're going to break your leg. And you're like, wait, right. what? who even right. told you that? <laughs> right. Where do you come up with these things? Right. Um, but, you know, it's funny because actually um, it was, that's what people believed. Like for a really long time, women were not allowed to compete in the marathon because I'm going to say men, because it was probably men, um, thought that women couldn't handle that distance. Wow. So, so is, there like, is there anywhere where we can see this? Is there research that shows that women back in the day thought, well, I can't do it because of my, my uterus? Um, is there anywhere we can see that? Because it's interesting how we have been able to do these sports now that mm -hmm. only men would do. And now right. we can do them as well. So I always wondered, well, who said we couldn't do it? And right. Why and why didn't we do it to begin with? Yeah, I'll have to, I'll definitely share um, some links with you. Nice. Um, I'll put it up. I'll put it up with the podcast. Yeah. And, and what's funny about that point is that, you know, there's so much research um, that's being done that says that actually women are more equipped for endurance sports. Um, because it, I mean, we're made to birth children. So. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, I, I agree. It just, it's one of those things where as women, we just have to ask ourselves the questions when we come across limitations. Yes. You know? like, so wait, why can't I do this again? Why can't I be a mother, run a business and get married again? Who said I couldn't do that? Exactly. That's right. Yes. It's made up, you know? Yes. So, so it's refreshing to hear that you get this first roadblock where it's like, don't, your uterus. And, and what did you do next? So after that, I retold that story to Ashley. And I think we both kind of had this light bulb moment of like, clearly black girls run because we are two black women <laughs> and we're running and we're enjoying it. And so we started a blog called Black Girls Run to really recount um, and share our experiences with our friends and family who thought we were crazy. Right. But then also, too, to really try to understand at that point. So this was 2009. And so it was the Obama's first term in office. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of emphasis being put on um, obesity. And as you know, um, Black and brown people suffer the most when it comes to obesity and chronic diseases. Right. So we were sort of naive thinking like, wow, if we could get more black women running, maybe we could help the obesity statistics uh, decline. Help change that number. Yeah. And really help change the narrative around um, 
the African-American community and physical activity, like it doesn't always have to be basketball, football. Right, right. Sprinting. Right, which is interesting because the biggest way we face discrimination is through, one of the biggest ways, I don't want to generalize that much, but it is through our food and education. Yes. So you, when you create a space where we can give this information freely, you don't have to go to a certain school to know that these kind of foods and activities are not healthy for you. I'm here to offer this space. And, and I think this is something so important for children as well, but just as important for parents to understand that the food and, health and, and activities and being healthier is like the biggest way to enrich your child. Yes. Um, in, such a, in such an impactful way to give back to your community is by sharing this yep. kind of information. Yep. So you, you, did you start writing about health or was it just running? You know, it was, um, it was just kind of us letting our personalities shine. And if you spend any amount of time with Ashley and I, you realize that we don't take life very seriously. So <laughs> I think like one of the first posts we did was we did a, um, a runner's makeover on Ashley because she was just going out and running in like cotton shorts and oh my goodness. <laughs> and some like old patent leather Pumas. <laughs> and so we tried to really make it fun and relatable um, right. because the reality is like running is pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just wanted to, to have fun and to share this crazy thing that we were doing and loved and enjoyed so much. Right. Just to touch on the intimidation I have always been an athlete, so I've done boxing, tennis, basketball, track, uh, stepping. I've just always been the person that's like, okay, I'll get in the game. I have no problem with that. But I find that because of that, it's easy for me to walk into a gym and Mm -hmm. say, all right, where are the machines, right? right? Versus someone who is not used to that, they will feel intimidated by the gym, the machines, the, the clothes, like mm-hmm. you can just feel like, oh, I, I really don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that can apply even more, I'm sure, to running where you're a woman of color, number one. So this is not like your cool, your normal club to join. And then what are you going to wear? Like, how do you right. do this thing? <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's, there's so many layers to the intimidation that, when someone like you uses a platform to say, let's shine light on all this, guys, it's not that serious. Uh, it doesn't, it's not what it seems, basically. Right. Yeah. And I find that so many women um, stay away from running or lifting weights or all these other things because they, they are intimidated. Um, and it usually plays into like some other self-esteem things as well. Um, and so that's why with Black Girls Run, when we started launching the groups, we really wanted to create this safe environment for women where, you know, if you're running um, a six minute mile or a 13 minute mile, we're going to celebrate you and cheer for you just the same. Right. Um, so that was really important for us as we, as Black Girls Run started gaining traction and we started launching groups, we wanted to make sure that everyone felt welcome. We didn't charge um, a membership fee because we wanted it to be accessible to everyone. So there was definitely intentionality behind the the culture of the group. That was my next question. 
what was your intention? You guys started running. You you learned about the culture. You learned about what it is to be a, a you know quote unquote runner, and then the benefits of it. So, what was the intention of starting Black Girls Run? So, you know, we started blogging at a time where bloggers wrote a book, and we always thought that okay, we're going to blog for a little while, we're going to write a book, and that's going to be at the end of the story. Right. But it turned into Man, it really turned into this movement to, one, let Black women know that they should be putting themselves first, Mm. Um, that self-care is critical. (laughs) Mm. Um, You know, we we joke a lot of times that we were doing the whole Black girl magic thing before there was a hashtag for it. Right. Um, (laughs) And so I think it really it really was on like this forefront of this movement where, you know, black women were embracing who they're, who they, who they are, you know, in whatever form that that looked like. So, you know, it became this thing where we're like, Oh, this is just fun. We love to do it to something where we were like, wow, this can have lasting generational change on so many different layers. Right. So take us through. So, Last year, I published a a book called The Manifestor's Journey, and I basically broke it down when when we're creating something, there's different things we have to do, like write down our goals and set clear intentions when when we're in the creation process Mm -hmm. of, of, of anything, of a dream, of the creation process of moving somewhere. So how was that for you and Ashley to come together and create this? Did you guys sit down and write down goals or visualize like we want to have many clubs nationally or we just want to be in DC. How was that process for you guys? Yeah. You know, it's kind of anti everything that you just said. (laughs) It's Um, okay. (laughs) It it was very much like this fluid sort of, it was almost like this spiritual thing that was happening. Like if we felt it in our gut or like, we just felt like something was the right thing to do. We Mm -hmm. didn't. If we didn't feel like it was maybe the right thing at the right time, we were very quickly to say, like, no, that's not where we want to focus our energy. Right. So I think for especially for people who worked with us, it probably drove them nuts because there was no clear roadmap per se, other than it was all of these just like super intangible things that we wanted like women to walk away from, our long-term impact. Um and so we really, we really built Black Girls Run from the gut. And I think that many times business owners, um, and I'm actually experiencing this right now, is we overthink, right? Mm -hmm. Like we overplan, we overthink when, you know, I just believe that whatever your gift or whatever your, yeah, whatever your creative gift um, you have that you're supposed to deliver to the world, it's in you. Right. And that's be right. still enough to tap into it. Right. And there's an element of, um, I also talked about this, which is we can plan, but things change. And yes. There's no, there's no need to hold on to a plan. Yeah. We should do it and then be open to it happening better than we can expect. Yeah. And I love how you said we created this from the gut. This this sounds like it came from a place of sharing the same vision and trusting each step along the way. Yes. Beautiful. And that 
and and it's not easy. <laughs> like I'm not gonna sit here and say it was it um, was some cakewalk because um, sometimes it can feel like the blind leading the blind. But you know, I I am fortunate that um, to have worked with Ashley and we vibe. We were like we always kind of just vibed on the same level. Nice. And so, you know, and we were, we are both deeply spiritual. And so, you know, there would be many times where we couldn't figure something else. And we're like, you know what, let's just go home and pray about it. Like can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, we did, I know like around our events, as soon as we got anxious, we would, we would set some intentions like, this is going to nothing but flow and ease with this. Like the, we just want people to walk away feeling good about X or, or whatever. You mentioned easy and ease. And, and a lot of times people confuse the two. And I like how you said it's not easy. And I think it's not about it being easy. I don't think anything is really going to be easy when mm-hmm. you're in the process of creating it, but just setting the intention of ease Yes. It's extremely important. There's a huge difference. And setting that intention of making it, of creating things with ease is so much better. Yeah. You know, it even got to the point where um, <laughs> Ashley and I had this conversation about the, ro- the word hustle. Right. So like, I'm on my hustle or I'm hustling. And she was like, you know, that word actually has super negative connotations behind right. it. You see a hustler, doesn't sleep, doesn't have fun, doesn't do this. They're just working, working, working. That's right. Or trying to get over on someone, you know, like, and so I, after that conversation, I immediately like stripped that from my vocabulary. Right. Um, But like paying attention to your words and your thoughts are just so critical when you're trying to birth anything. Agreed. A hundred percent. So what, what did you learn in the process what's one thing you can tell us you learned in the process of creating this now national like it, it I'm sure it became bigger than what you've expected yeah. uh what is something that you learned in the process oh man there's so many lessons I think that one of the biggest lessons for me is that while you're growing your business you're also growing as an individual. (laughs) And sometimes, I mean, it can be a super painful process. Um, You know, we started Black Girls Run when I was 26. Got it. And I'm now 34. So you can imagine how much like personal growth has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was one of the things that I think has was like the most challenging is like growing a business but also growing up essentially right right absolutely so it's to keep in mind that when you are when when you are going through a journey and experience creating a business creating it could it could be for artists going you know creating a show Mm -hmm. going to experience personal development and growth at the same time and that's that's I agree with you a hundred percent because we there's so many challenges that come up that we our limitations are tested mm-hmm. and we have to choose do we want to keep this limitation in our lives or are we ready to shed this and keep growing right right and shed and shed people too you know like that's a good one yes <laughs> yes you know the, the, for me 
shedding people is more challenging than shedding my own limitations. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I would I would like to not have to shed people. <laughs> right. You no, know? but it's it, like you said, it's just a part of the process. Yeah. Not everyone is supposed to be on your journey. And, and that's perfectly OK. Like it doesn't say anything about you or individual or them as an individual. It's just they can't come along. And I think as um, as quickly as possible that you're able to realize that, that again, that personal growth or that spiritual growth, um, as long as you can like come to terms with some of those harder lessons or those harder truths, mm-hmm. the more quickly you can like basically be about your business and like move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you keep, um, you know, one of my mentors says, what you resist will persist. Mm-hmm. If you keep resisting that lesson, it will just keep happening to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's ooh, that's a gem. Don't resist the lessons. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> and they they can be very painful. Let me tell you, but yes. when when you get on the other side of things, you're yes. like, ooh, thank God I went through that. Right, and you will get on the other side. You know, like it may not feel like it, but it, more times than not people always get to the other side, like, wow, I'm so much better for it. Right. So tell, tell me what's one thing you learned about relationships in this process? I, I know there's a, a ton because yes. I can imagine, but what is one thing you could say from this process? Um, I think especially from um, a business perspective, I mean, Ashley and I knew each other from college and, uh, you know, basically had kind of grown up together. I think that, and we very much, we always say this, it was like being in a marriage with someone. Right. And um, if you don't have those skills necessary to be successful in a marriage, there's no way that you can do that in a business relationship or a partnership. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not willing to like come to the table and have that those painful conversations and that dialogue, right. it's not going to work. So it, it was very interesting because I was also newly married when we started Black Girls Run. So I was wow. able to, yeah, I was able to kind of use things from both ends of the spectrum to help mm-hmm. both relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it's Marianne Williamson who says it, that relationships are here as mirrors. Mm-hmm. And they're here to teach us something. So yes. I, I've learned through the years when I'm experiencing a trigger, one thing for me that's been very common has been expression. Mm-hmm. So whether I feel that I can or cannot express myself then determines what I've done. And I recently, maybe like six or seven months ago, started just expressing how I felt. <laughs> it, it seemed challenging to me, but it was very simple to say, you know, I don't feel comfortable with this mm-hmm. or I don't feel comfortable with that. And that I had to learn through relationships that it's okay through relationships in business or personal to express yourself. Yes. You know, as simple as that sounds, we have to be mindful of our behaviors and mindful of what conditioning is making us act one way or another. Yes. Right. And, and, yeah. And, and to that point, I think, um, just Kate, taking a little bit step further, it helps you create boundaries for yourself as well. Right. And, you know, what you, you'll find very quickly, like what you 
will put up with, what you won't put up with, where you're willing to compromise. And, um, you know, having been married for eight years, um, you know, I, my husband and I are at our best when I can say, you know what, that really pissed me off. <laughs> right. you know, like That was not okay. And mm-hmm. with no expectations of a response. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I think um, I too, like you, just like finding my voice um, throughout this entire process has been huge. Right, right. And th- that's beautiful. And, and again, it's just about the personal growth. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to have to grow up once, you, once, you're on your, once you're in alignment with your purpose. It's just going to come naturally with the process. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a part of the reward. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's, it's definitely part of the reward. But um, it, I do feel like what I love about running a business and that growth process is you're learning things almost at like a warp speed. So like what may have taken you, you know, 10, 15 years to learn, you learn in five. Right. So like there's this huge learning curve um, that kind of speeds up that process, which is is cool, but also again, super painful. (laughs) Right. Now tell us about what's going on with Black Girls Run now. Yeah. So um, it's a, it's a super exciting time for Black Girls Run. We actually, Ashley and I um, just uh, exited the organization. So Black Girls Run has a new CEO and leader. Wow. Wow. Alexander. And I'm, I, Really, I'm just so fortunate and blessed to have met her and to have been able to pass on this legacy to her. Um, she's such a phenomenal woman and leader. Um, and I think that, you know, um, a friend of mine and I were talking about this uh, last week because he recently exited his company as well. And someone shared with him, you know, a good attribute of a leader is to know when and where you need to lead. Right. And so that is a gem, ladies and gentlemen. When and yeah. yes, I agree. You don't, you know, sometimes you can extend your stay right. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, and both Ashley and I felt like, you know, it was time to pass that torch. We had really given our heart and soul to Black Girls Run and it it needed someone else to carry that torch forward. Right. That's, that's the way that you say it with such grace, like when it's time to leave the room. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. It's, it's sometimes we reach a plateau and we're like, all right, uh, it's time to move on to the next part of the journey. And that is okay too. Yes. That's wonderful. So I have, I always end with three questions. I'm going to ask you first, what is some advice that you would give to your younger self? What is one piece of advice you can give to yourself? I would say just be yourself, like be your quirky, funny, hilarious, silly self. Um, And people will love you. And if they don't like, that's their problem. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Basically just honoring your authentic self. Yes, definitely. And I, I have to agree with you. I mean, I'm only, I'm turning 29 this year. But I look back and I'm like, oh, no, I thought I had to change so many aspects of myself to be successful. Yeah. And that is why I have this platform. So people can hear the true story behind what what seems like success. Yeah, definitely. What seems because, you know, that word has so many definitions attached to it that 
frankly don't belong. But yeah. like you breaking down, well, you know, I thought this wasn't a thing that I could do. And I did it. Yeah. And now look what you did with that. And I think everyone has that potential to create Definitely. something magical. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is one thing that you are grateful for today? Oh my gosh. Oh man, there's so many things. I don't know that I can, I can name just one. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that I've had such a fantastic support system over the course of uh, the time with Black Girls Run. Uh, you know, friends, particularly my husband, who <laughs> just God bless him. Um, he's, patience, right? <laughs> patience and just kindness and understanding. Um, and then I'm just also just grateful for the opportunity. I know, you know, a lot of people close to me have said, you know, Tony, you don't really take the time to, to soak it all in. Um, and I'm just now getting the opportunity to do that. And it really is amazing what Ashley and I were able to do. And I'm just so grateful that God gave us that, that gift. Right. And to to bask in all the glory that you created, basically, you know, that that's why I talk so much about gratitude. And if we bring that into our everyday lives, yes, it's just, it's kind of like a pause, you know, Mm -hmm. where we can say, Oh, okay. I'm so grateful that I'm living this moment right here, right now. It just, yes. tastes, it just makes life taste sweeter. Mm-hmm. And then the last question is, what do you think your purpose is? Wow. You know what? It's funny. I actually think I'm still figuring it out. Okay. I don't think that I have it nailed quite yet. Um, and I, I think that there is this like pressure and misconception that, you know, you got to know your purpose. and you know, the reality is a lot of people don't find out until much later in life. So right. um, I would say anyone who is struggling with that and not really sure to give it some time, it's in you. Um, mm-hmm. I will also say that, again, just being still and being quiet, um, I meditate on a regular basis. Right. I found that there are signs all around you. There, there are always things talking to you or um, things that happen, especially things that you consider coincidences. Right. It's not coincidence. That is, you know, the universe, God, um, leading you to what you're supposed to be doing. So, right. you know, watching and listening to you and hearing you, I think it doesn't have to be one thing. Yes. Right. So for you, you're a natural born leader. That's obvious because of what you've been able to create and a, a lot of other things you've been able to do. It's, it's, that's a part of your purpose. Now, how you want to lead, you can lead in many different ways. Right. Right. So you're a leader, you're a natural born leader, and that's a part of the makeup. And I think watching people and also from my own experiences, there's things that just naturally come easily to mm-hmm. Right. There's things that all of us individually, uniquely are really good at. And if we can take the word purpose and say, okay, purpose is what what your long term journey is and things that you want to do. But think about those things that you're naturally good at and explore them, explore them and, and, and see what you give birth to from that. 
Yeah. I, I love that you said that. I actually, um, because I, I feel, I have been feeling like I've been in a creative rut. And so I know that part of my purpose is also just like this creativity that I had have. And so I decided to take a drawing class. So I go to art class <laughs> once a week. Nice. I'm going to be like the next uh, Picasso or anything. Right. But again, it, it, it just exploring and trying different things and, and just seeing what happens. I love that. And, and, and that's, again, it goes back to this whole conversation. When you started running, you didn't go into it like, I'm going to be a right. pro. You said, you know what? I want to be healthy. I'm going to try this. Right. And most people won't even go into an art class right. because of the expectation. Well, I'm not going to be Picasso. Well, who cares? Yeah. We don't, know, we don't need another Picasso. You don't know what you can become. Also, you can just have fun. That can right. be fun. That could be great too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and from an artist's perspective, I, I, Painting is my winter hobby. I grew up in New York and it's freezing there and I don't like even stepping outside when it's cold. So what, what did I do? Paint. Nice. Not to say that any of this will reach the light of day. God, right. <laughs> I know what I'm good at and that's not one of them. And but it, it just gave me, it's like a, a meditation, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it just made me feel fulfilled. And, and that's a part of your purpose too, being fulfilled yes. in life. So, well, thank you so much for joining me. I had so much fun. I feel like we had a soul jamming session. Uh, (laughs) It was really, it was really a pleasure having you on. Where can we find you, your projects and and all of your work? Yeah. So you can check me out on my website, Tony Carey, C-A-R-E-Y.com. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tony underscore carry got it nice thank you so much for coming on and everyone thank you so much for listening and always remember to choose gratitude over fear